From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. All right, welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. My name is Manish Kata, and with me, my special guest today is Hillbilly Patrick Mahomes out of the Kansas City team that is in the state of Kansas, apparently. Woo! Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. No, maybe not. I have to gloat. I have to gloat. I'm going to keep it on. Listen, you know what? You deserve it. It's, what, 1969 since you even smelled a Super Bowl? 11 days before my – nine days before my birthday, baby, before I was born. That was – my recommendation last podcast was, of course – even if you didn't like the Chiefs, you need to watch Patrick Mahomes. He's amazing. It and may not have my, been the last one, by the way. You know, woo, it may not have been the last one I was in. But you know, I gotta fluff the my, my homie hair. Right, Apparently right. on LinkedIn, I couldn't spell it right. Anyway, let's move on. All right, I'm just gonna gloat and move on. So this week we're gonna talk about something special. Um, you know, a lot of advisors that we talk to want to go to conferences for professional development. And for networking. And so something that happened last week is both you and I were at conferences uh, inside ETFs in Hollywood and the TD Ameritrade Conference in Orlando. So we thought it was cool to maybe do a quick recap and for our audience who maybe want to attend next year, some insights into those two. So why don't we kick it off with you, uh, with TD, uh, Shameritrade, whatever you want to call it in Orlando. Uh, tee us up. What were the sort of first impressions prior to arriving, and, and how did things roll out? Yeah, I mean, you know, my first impressions, overall impressions, is it was a really good layout. I mean, it was very well organized and so forth. I mean, that's, you know, one of the problems you can run into with a big conference is is not having it very clear as to what you're going to do. Uh, there were a lot of choices. However, um, you know, that's, so we'll talk about that in a minute. There's, there's some of the things that were a little bit quirky. But, I mean, overall, it's a good conference. I'd like to go back again. Provided there is another TDA conference, if Trade hasn't taken over, uh, you can look at one of our watch one of our last blogs well, a few weeks ago when we we discussed that. So, all right. So, what jumped out to you in terms of anything disappointing or, or anything positive? Like, what what was your like three bullet point yeah. takeaways? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, on the positive end, I was actually impressed with uh, Naley got up there, the president of TDA, and and when it came time for his general session, which frankly, I thought it should have been the first day, right? Kick it off right here. Here's the scoop. Let's get this going. Uh, Instead, I think it was the second day. But uh, when he did get up on stage, he addressed right out of the gate. Look, a lot of you have questions about, he didn't say trade, but let's face it, that's what we're calling it. And, um, you know, he did say up front, look, there's a lot of things that I can't answer yet. But we're going to go through the main questions that we've been getting. And I'm going to answer what I can. And I applaud him for that. I mean, look, this is, I know what it's like to go through a merger. There are some things that are restricted. There are some things you can't say. But, but he at least gave us what he could. Now, that said, no surprises, right? I mean, it's exactly what you would have kind of expected, which is, hey, we're going to keep everything the same. And, you know, uh, Veo one will keep going. I think the big news for a lot of the older, not, not older in age, but people who've been with TDA a long time is Veo, the original Veo is going away. But it's like a 15-year legacy program. Veo, Veo one you know, it has been around for a while now. And it's, you know, it's obviously the newer, the more fantastic. And his statement was very clear. Look, we can only dump money into something that old so long. So, 
Well, as an outsider, kind of as an outsider, one of the things that jumped out, which I still can't believe, that there's no repapering. That's what they say, and then he threw in the word most. Yeah. <laughs> For most accounts, right? Well, most accounts could is that like a majority? Is that a two thirds vote in the House? I mean, I don't, I don't know how that works. Well, yeah, anyway, because for some, most, right? some some jackass made me sign up for a, a college savings plan TD account in Nebraska, <laughs> and I'm now I'm wondering where that's going to go. Like that, that's probably something that's going to be repapered, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, we'll I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, we'll just have to wait. We'll just have to wait and see. Um, but uh, no, there were a couple of other things I thought were cool. There was a. I always enjoy the non-financial discussions, right? Because I always like to see what people bring to the table. And there was an, an ex-CIA officer who brought uh, the, she's got a book. She's part of a group called, and it, the book was called Spy the Lie. And the focus for this big session was, and, and her her approach was like for interviewing and things like that, right? For financial advisors. So it's a non-financial topic. But the concept is she had a whole career on doing interviews, interrogations, right, in the um, criminal world, if you will, and, you know, how do you detect a lie? And it was cool because she started with a video of an interview from 20-some-odd years ago. A uh, CFO had, had, had cooked the books, and she was doing interviews of 26 people because the CFO said someone told me to but wouldn't say who. And then she, she ran a little video of this real interview and then asked everybody who they thought was, you know, was she guilty, not guilty, and then went through the whole spiel and then ran the same video over. And it was pretty funny watching people go, oh, crap. Like, you you were much more aware. And I won't go into details of all the, the stuff there, right? We don't have time for that. But the point was Spy the Lie. So there's apparently a book, and there's also Spy the Lie, How to Get to the Truth, I think, is the next book. Do you have? Can you put stuff so, in the show notes about it? Yeah, that, yeah. Have, let's, okay. let's, let's do that. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure that that's there. Okay. Um, so, so, you know, those are a couple of things that were pretty cool. Final impressions? Would you go again? Would you send someone? I, would you send me links next year? Yeah, well, uh, somebody bailed out. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I think next year, I definitely, if they have it again, I would like to go again. Uh, for us, the other thing, I do want to add this. The other thing that I thought was pretty cool is TDA sponsored sort of this side session. Like if you didn't want, if you wanted to skip out on something else, you could go to this. And they called it the Power of Voice. And they had it broken up in multiple pieces where they discussed audio, podcasts, uh, social, some sm social media, the power of voice like Alexa to find a podcast, those, all those kinds of things. Of course, that's what we're doing. Right? We've, we are doing a podcast, and we're, we've even done podcasts about how to do a podcast. So it fit in well, met some neat people there. And uh, side, you know, uh, side note, do you have an Alexa? No. But hey, I don't, I what don't you either. didn't want me to do was say each and every podcast in the RV, bump, 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 no, I don't need an Alexa for the RV. Sorry. So you figure the way to squeeze me. that in there. Okay. <laughs> All that's right. Your well, fault. to, to so that note, on. go ahead. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that's that's the scoop, right? Overall impressions, pretty quick. I'd go to it again. I liked okay. it. I thought there were some, met some good advisors. And for us, there's a lot of individual RIAs there, which is good, right? So as we're meeting and networking and, and talking about the podcast and those sorts of things, those are the folks that we're, we're doing business with. So. And they did say that 2021 link is on the books it's not going away it's not going to be merged with schwab i don't believe we'll it but whatever you can say it now yeah we'll believe it when we see it okay so what else you want to talk right. about yeah so moving on i mean i think we need to uh move on to i think there's some more interesting things about the inside etf conference 
Uh, fortunately, this year, I know you went last year, but this year no, you were no, actually... No, no, I didn't. Did you not go last year? No, oh, okay. I, this is my first time. So anyway, you were on a panel, and so I wanted to spend some more time asking you some questions about that. So let's start in a similar, simple fashion, which is what was your first impression of the overall Inside ETF conference? Well, I'm going to do something that you hate. Uh, let's oh. take a step back here for a second. Oh, let's take um, a step. I knew it was coming somewhere. Um, I want to no, because this is important because we we talked about we talk about social media all the time, right? So I want right. to discuss sort of how I got on the panel. We were Perfect. at Wellstack. I was ask you about we were that. at Wellstack last year, and you and I did a podcast that reviewed that the conference, and that was put out on social media. Mm-hmm. And then shout out to Matt Middleton with uh, uh, Inside ETFs, and I think it's Connect or the bigger company. I, I'm going to butcher it. But anyway, he contacted me on LinkedIn and said, hey, I saw the review, I uh, saw the podcast. Do you have five minutes to talk about what you, you know, your thoughts are you know, off camera? You know, what do you really think about the conference? And so we set up a webcam, and, and we kind of talked it out, and he just kind of enjoyed the candor and was like, hey, you know, if, if we can get you on a speaking panel – at Inside ETFs, would you join? And I said, sure. And here's a cool thing that I really liked about it is, you know, they wanted to make sure that I fit a certain panel, you know, for for what I know versus just throwing me up there for just random stuff. And and that was pretty cool. So and the reason I'm, I'm talking about this is social media is not just posting pictures of your spaghetti from last night. Like these <laughs> things have an effect in terms of connections and and, and right. how it comes around. So I got on the panel because you and I did a podcast reviewing a separate conference. That That's how it all started. Right. Yeah, I was thinking Wealthstack, and I, I crisscrossed Wealthstack and Inside ETF. So, no, that's that's perfect. And I, I think the uh, the process was pretty cool. I saw uh, the recording and so forth. And, you know, it's the fact that you were able to be yourself. I think that is important. So, um Tell us about what the panel discussion was, and and discuss so, <laughs> the that actual you know what I mean that actual yeah, process. Yeah, So like, I was I was a little worried because the panel was on how to build a defensive portfolio, and in this market cycle, I figured it would be the five panelists <laughs> and and no one else. Um, but to my surprise, the room was packed. Is uh, probably about two hundred people, maybe uh, one hundred fifty people. Sweet. I, I could be wrong. It's hard to judge, but standing room only. So advisors are worried about market risks and and how to handle it. Uh, There was a moderator and four panelists, and we met ahead of time to discuss sort of what our key points were. There was a buy and hold guy who obviously has a different way of managing risk. Uh, There was someone who, you know, has some gold portfolios, a product guy, and then sort of us who does a little, you know, we do a little bit of everything. And so we tossed around a couple questions, you know, what our thoughts were on a defensive portfolio. And I, I thought it was a really good discussion because we could all sit up there as adults, and even though none of us really agreed on a lot of things, we were able to, you know, see each other's points and, and have a discussion at least. Good. Well, at least they didn't have a Schwab representative there because that'd just be hold forty percent cash. There's your defense, <laughs> right? <laughs> You're gonna so, get in trouble. No, I know I am. Um, no, I do think that's interesting though that they put panelists together that were not just the same flavor of ice cream with a slightly different tilt, uh, because that's right in in a you mentioned an adult conversation. That's how we learn rather than uh, everybody following the herd. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, I did notice that you didn't have to wear a jacket, so no wonder you liked it. Well, I don't own one, so but that's one fucking problem. <laughs> All right. So, what um, what was there anything about that particular conference outside of you being on the panel that stood out? 
Well, let's go good and bad. Then, you know, I'm not going to sit here and just, you know, be the cheerleader for them. I, I like the guys right. that threw it and the people that threw it together. And, and so, you know, I, I'm a fan of theirs. However, I think maybe this is the case with a lot of conferences these days. The, the product sponsors, to me, were overwhelmingly large relative to mm-hmm. the advisors. And that could just been – I need to get stats. That could have just been me. But it seems like every time I turned a corner – it was a product sponsor and not another advisor. Nothing wrong with product sponsors. As you know, their sponsor <laughs> dollars put on the conference. And I right. get that. But maybe limit the amount. Like if you have one company sending six yahoos, it's like, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm just being bitter. But it, I, I thought sometimes I'd like to see more advisors and, and less sponsors. And I know Wellstack does a good job of trying to limit that or reduce that ratio. Um, and once again, you know, we sponsor conferences, so don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with having them there, maybe just mm-hmm. less of them. Yeah, that's uh, – I will say it's that a actually slippery was slippery slope. Right. That was – I was impressed with the TDA conference for kind of the opposite reason. And part of it is I think they just – they have a big enough base of people who attend that there were more advisors there than there were uh, sponsors, even though there was something like – Well, geez, hey, I don't, know, they, I don't think sponsors. that's a fair – I don't think it's a fair comparison because I think they pay for some people to come out. Don't they? Well, that's true. That's you know what? You, yeah, you're probably correct. Um, and and we all know advisors. If you don't pay for them to come out, they probably won't come. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> yeah. Who knows? Um, you're right. You're right. Um, all right. So anyway, uh, anything else about the Inside ETF conference that you want you know, listen, uh, folks to I know about very, so they can make a decision uh, on whether they should pay attention to it or not? I was thoroughly impressed with the amount of product knowledge that was there to the point where I didn't understand 90% of what the fuck they were talking about. And I'm, I'm serious where, so one of the big things that are, uh, you know, with the non-transparent ETFs, right? These mm-hmm. ETFs where you can mask your holdings like a mutual fund. So active managers are jumping into it. The thing is, there's like four or five different companies that do it differently. They have a different version of it. So some people can do quarterly, monthly, and they were up there explaining sort of the process and how the non-transparent active works. And I, I need to, like, get someone on the phone to walk me through this because it was – I don't know if maybe I'm just the only one there who didn't understand it, but it was just way over my head. I could not connect the right. dots on how this stuff works. And so it was very thorough, and, and I'm sure there were some people who, you know, you know went along with it, but um, – it was just too too much for pride. And the people in my row, too, when we looked at each other, were like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. So um, maybe they need to break that down a little bit more. But in terms of the, the speakers and the knowledge that was there, I thought it was it was pretty powerful. Beautiful venue. Who doesn't want to come to Florida in January? Um, that always helps. And so, you know, overall, I thought it was a great conference. I think it's worthwhile for advisors to attend. Listen, if you're coming from Seattle, you know, maybe you want to do it every other year because it's always in Hollywood. Um, but if, mm-hmm. you know, if it's not a, a big, big, you know, ding in your schedule, I think it's worth it to come. There's, there's a lot of product knowledge at, at this conference. Well, it, that lends itself to a good point. I mean, I don't know if it turns out to be the case this uh, every year or not, but this year, right, they were back to back. So, uh, hence the reason you were going to be at the inside ETFs and then turn around and go to the TDA conference, uh, you know, bar. I just couldn't do it, man. So. I couldn't do it. I mean, we recorded like nine <laughs> sessions. We did some media and then the last thing I want to do is drive up to Orlando, and I, I couldn't do it. I bailed. Well, I bailed on you. 
You bailed. Yeah, you anyway. left me high and dry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway, on that note, so uh, clearly my recommendation was simply to bask in the glory of which I've done for 15 minutes of my previous recommendation. Do you have any recommendations for this particular uh, podcast? Uh, I do. Uh, I uh, So because I had back-to-back conferences, I went to go pack, and I looked in my closet, and I realized that I had two board shirts and a couple T-shirts, and I said, shit, I need to figure something out. So – I run up to Johnson and Murphy, which is like my new favorite store. Um, it's not cheap, but I guess they they fit sort of my size or my frame, which is I don't know what what do you call us XL chunk. <laughs> well, we haven't quite made it to fluffy. But. All right. Well, you know the size fits. It was. I mean, I I just don't know. Have you been to one before? Do you have you have you ever shopped there? No, I have. I mean, I've I've been into the the shoe store iteration, but not a full. Not, not the clothes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. listen, I didn't have to. I went there and I got shoes and clothes and didn't have to walk around the mall, which is hell. That's a beauty. And that's uh, worth the that's worth the price of admission, right? It there. is. And walked out and left, and that was that was gorgeous. So, yeah, that that's my only recommendation. Gotcha. All right. Well, on that note, uh, of course, like, subscribe, uh, give us uh, comments, if you feedback, that sort of thing from the PotomacFund.com website on the Connect Us page. Uh, we certainly look forward to uh, continuing to meet more and more people at these uh, different conferences and so forth. And we appreciate that you all are watching. So anything else, Manish? Are we nope. out? Later. We're out. Peace. All opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of Potomac Fund Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.